Welcome to another episode of uh, Season with Salt. And the title of this episode is called The Glory of God. All right, so this is kind of um, bouncing off my last episode when I had uh, taught and uh, testified about uh, laboring in love. And so um, after I had uh, testified about that, um, I waited a little bit and just been going through some things and you know when you go through things how the Holy Spirit is there with you and I tend to say which I've said in past episodes God not why am I going through this because God already knew we would go through certain things that we would we would face but what do you want to teach me through this so I've been really listening to the voice of God and He gave me a word. He gave me some scriptures and he told me to start researching it. And it's something that I had already learned from the past, but didn't truly understand or get a revelation like I did recently. So um, I really believe that sometimes when we walk through this walk of faith, um, being a Christian, and when we desire um, good things for ourselves or even for Um, our family and friends or maybe we go through things and we don't see something that's in us or something that's not in us and we have trouble with our relationships or we have trouble connecting with people Um, I know I had mentioned in the last episode talking about reaching out to people you know we have our little cliques and or you know our little close friends excuse me um, cause I don't really believe in clicks. I don't like clicks. Um, we do can, we can have our close friends cause even Jesus had his close friends, the 12 disciples that followed him and he was closer to some than others. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's when we, um, just keep our circle and then we tune everybody else out. Um, to me, that's not really, uh, reaching out or, Helping others come into the kingdom of God and being the hands and feet of Jesus. Uh, Jesus and his 12 disciples, we see in his word, they went out and they didn't overlook people. Um, they, they laid their hands on the sick. They recovered. They cast out demons and devils and um, they preached and taught. And we see in the book of Acts, the disciples continued that with the power of the Holy Spirit. And... Um, they offered the gospel to people. So um, I really believe that scripture where it says, and you'll know my disciples by their love for one another. And that's what I want to kind of touch on today. Um, Let's go to John 15. And I'm going to read verses 1 through 11. It says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Now, keep in mind, Jesus is speaking. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Turn the page here. It says, abide in me and I in you. 
as the branch cannot bear fruit in itself. I'm going to reread that. As the branch cannot bear fruit in itself or of, of itself, unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and they throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you by my Father. It's glorified. By this, my Father is glorified, excuse me. That you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Now, keep in mind, I had titled this, The Glory of God. And we just read here that if you abide in the, the vine, um, we could ask whatever we, wish, we uh, desire, and it shall be done. By this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. I had had a dream not long ago, and I don't want to show the details or who I was holding, but somebody very, someone I love very much, I was holding in my arms, and God had me walk into a pool of water. And I know the pool of water represents like the church in my dream, but it was connected to the ocean. And God had me walk really deep in, inside this pool and I was fearful. Um, and as you know, God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Um, we don't have the spirit of fear. We have a spirit of love, right? Um, it's Satan that tries to give us that spirit of fear, right? Why does he want to give us that spirit, spirit of fear? Because Satan and his, and his minions or his demons, is those under him that work, because it's... Um, he has a, a, his world, right? He's the God of this world. But spiritually speaking, um, Satan, the enemy, does not want us to bear fruit. So he wants to put fear. But perfect love casts out fear. So he'll put fear on us. And this may help somebody, but this is something that helped me when the Lord revealed to me recently and reminded me. He said, he said that the enemy is more afraid of us than we are of him. Because, see, the enemy doesn't want us to know that. So he'll give us that spirit of fear. Okay? But we have the love of God shed abroad in our hearts. Okay? If we're born again, if we're his disciples. And Jesus said, well, you will know my disciples by their love for one another. Why? Because we're remaining in Jesus and Jesus is in, in us. So why am I saying that? I'm saying that is because in my dream... I was fearful. So that was telling me as I interpreted the dream after I had it, um, that when I was stepping into the water, into the deep waters, because God was wanting to bring me deeper, right? In love and bearing fruit and stuff um, to glorify him. And, but there was some fear there, right? But God wanted me to know and realize that um, he doesn't give me the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and sound, sound mind. So we know that, um, according to God's word, that the Holy Spirit bears that fruit in us, right? Um, water represents the Holy Spirit. He was bringing me, you know, in the Holy Spirit. 
I was stepping in, but when I looked above, I, 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 my head come above the surface of the, the pool after I had been taken underneath. And I remember when I was scared, but then I could feel God's presence. And God was telling me he was with me and to not be afraid. So knowing that he's with us, right? And I've talked about that in the past episodes. Um, God was with me. He's wanting to bring me deeper, okay? And when I looked above the water, I could see a beautiful ocean. I had even, um, after I had woke up that day, I, I paint a lot of my dreams. When, God, when I know God gives me a dream and then I pray on it and I ask God, what are you saying through this dream? Um, but it was a beautiful o- ocean and I really believe it's, you know, that scripture where it talks about we praise him from the rising of the sun to the setting of the same. And how, um, you know, everything comes from God and everything to God, right? So when we're going through things, we can pray to the Lord, right? We can trust him. We can hear his voice, the work of the Holy Spirit. And then we can praise him, right? Stand on his word, know that he's faithful. And we trust him and then we can bear that fruit, right? We get, we, God, we hear his voice through the word of God, um, we drink from the word of God and we, we, we eat the word of God, right? Um, and, and the word of God is Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus. So saying that, pretty much my dream was saying how God wanted me to bear more fruit and he wanted me to trust him and, and to know that he's with me and that I, he didn't give me that spirit of fear and that um, he wants... He desires me to just put my trust in him so that I can glorify him and bear more fruit. Um, Because afterwards, he brought me to these scriptures. Um, So I want to break this down a little bit. It says, um, in the scripture, it says, uh, Jesus talks about he does as the father commands. The father oversees it all. He gives Jesus his only son to us, right? And he offers uh, uh, Jesus to us and we receive him by faith, knowing what he did on the cross. And that's the foundation of our faith. We become born again, right? And then we pursue a relationship and are discipled. We're delivered. We're set free. We find out who we are in Christ. And then God wants us to remain in him and him in us so that we can bear much fruit, be unified and glorify the Father. So we know that Jesus is the door. He's the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. He becomes the word, right? That he is the word, right? That's what the, in uh, the first of John talks about, that he is, he's the word. Jesus is alive, right? Um, But the word here, what I just read, it talks about how he is the vine. Uh, Now, when we look at the vine, when God is saying this parable, talking to us, Jesus is talking to us about he is the vine and the worth of branches and bearing fruit. And the father, he sees to it all that everything takes place, right? As planned. Because um, the Bible tells us that he knows the plans for he has for us. In Jeremiah 29, 11, plans to prosper us, not to harm us, but to give us a hope and a future. And in that, we have to trust the, um, Jesus. So the father, he sees and he looks over the vineyard. And to seize um, that everything happens as it's planned. Jesus said, I am the vine. My father is the vine dresser. So we see here, in other words, a metaphor. Okay, let me explain that. 
Jesus is giving um, himself to become the vine, first of all. And he pretty much says, <clears throat> my father is tending to everything. My father watches over the vine and the branches. And he sees to it that everything is accomplished. Okay, so if you look at a, a gardener, what do they do? They go out and they um, may prune plants or if you ever had a tomato plant, you got to cut some back so more nutrients gets into the plant and it bears more fruit. So the father, that's his role. <clears throat> we see here that um, to truly be Jesus's disciples, we have to abide in him. Okay, because we can't, we can't bear fruit. We can't do nothing apart from him. Okay, and he gets the glory because we're saved by grace through faith, not of works so nobody can boast. Okay. He gets the glory for the fruit that's bared because the Holy Spirit bears the fruit in us. We can do we can't do it in our in ourselves. Okay. Um, so how do we abide? That's the question. I think this is huge because a lot of people don't, it's not, they're not getting a revelation of this. And I believe that's why a lot of people fall back into legalism and they fall they fall away from because because doing things in our own self is very hard. And I've done that before. And we usually fail. I mean, we, you know, you can go so far of loving somebody, right? But when it comes to true agape love or um, laboring in love, it is, it's, impo it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. We can love, we can, we can put aside mammon, right? Put aside money in our lives and put other people before us. We can lay down our lives. We can die daily with the help of the Holy Spirit. We can bear fruit, love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, self-control, all the, the fruit of the Spirit, Right? Um, so we're supposed to abide in the vine, in Jesus. So this, what does that look like? It looks like trusting him to meet your needs. I want to stop there, camp there for a second. I've been going through some really hard stuff. Um, I tend to be a fixer and I have to, and there's a dear lady at my church that's been reminding me, um, you have to get it, get out of the way when you're believing for a certain thing, you know. Um, and some things, I mean, you cannot fix. You cannot, you know, like, let me give you give you an example. <clears throat> believing for somebody to get saved or our children or something that our children go through. It's very hard when we see them go through it. And being a mother, um, I tend to want to fix things. And I've been really learning here lately and that I have to get out of the way and trust God. And there's just some things that only God can do. And I have to let go and let God. And that dear friend of mine reminded me and said, let go, let God, and step aside. <laughs> you know, So maybe not in that order, she told me, but something to that um, she reminded me of that I needed to be doing so that God could move. Um, and that's faith. So trusting him to meet our needs for our children, for our salvation. He's the God of salvation. He's the author and finisher of our faith to bear fruit. Um, the list goes on our, our finances, our future, especially in the, the way this nation is going. It is putting our trust in Jesus. That is remaining in the vine. Okay. But to put our trust in Jesus, right, is seeing it right through the eyes of faith. But faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So we see here we need to get into the word 
have that personal relationship. Take some time. Be careful of distractions. I know there's been a lot of distractions and even the very things and trials that we go through can be the very distraction that keeps us out of the word. Um, I know that when I put these uh, episodes together in the past and even now, I'm going through things and I have to force myself. I have to stop and say, okay, get back in the word. What is God saying? Seek him, pray, listen, stop, be quiet, pray in the spirit, right? And that's when God begins to speak to me and he begins to reveal things to me. And then I get that revelation. Um, so it's getting in the word and that teaches me knowing what I need to do and what I need not to do, um, when I'm trusting him with my life. Um, also, um, drawing from Jesus. Okay. What do I need to take from Jesus? The nutrients, right? For life, right? Um, whatever that looks like, uh, what the Holy Spirit shows me, what I need to be doing, how I need to communicate with people. Um, do I need to get upset and be in my flesh or do I need to die daily Crucify the flesh and walk in love, right? In agape love. Unconditional love. Um, understanding that I'm going nowhere unless I have Jesus in my life. Unless I'm remaining in him. And keeping my eyes on him. Okay? that that's it's It's a fight of faith. It really is. But that is faith. And like I said, faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. So that's... Um, just a few instances, uh, examples, instances of, be, of abiding in Jesus. And according to the book of John, um, it says, uh, let's see here. Oh, yeah. The, in the book of John, um, you know, we're not saved by works. We're saved by grace through faith, not of works so nobody can boast, right? So um, having that faith will bear that, those works will bear that fruit. So we see here that's important. And so we, we can ask ourselves, you know, and I've done this with myself, like I've prayed the prayer, Lord, restore relationships in my life. Or why am I having a hard time connecting? Or why am I having a hard time reaching out to those and, and, and laboring in love? It may very be that I'm not bearing the fruit I need to be. Maybe I'm walking in the flesh. Maybe I'm letting that fear jump on me, Right. Um, if I'm allowing that fear and not bearing that fruit, it's going to be really hard to connect with people, to labor in love. I'm going to want to run and hide and, and exclude myself from people and avoid people. Why? Because I'm not in Jesus, right? Um, I'm living out of fear and not out of faith. I'm, I'm not walking in love. I'm walking in that fear. And I don't want to do that. I want to connect with people. I want to love people. I want to love people because I love my Lord Jesus Christ. I want to love my children even when it's hard to love them. I want to love those who betray me or hurt me. I want to love my enemies. Why? Because that's what God tells us to do. That's what Jesus tells us to do. And I can say, okay, you want me to do it, but you're going to have to help me do this. So I have to... Um, uh, I have to go and abide in him. And many times when things hit us or we, we see things that are really hard to do, like loving somebody that's hard to love or somebody is, is, is mean or they're walking in the flesh, 
those are the moments that I'm tested the most and it's really hard and I have to, and I'm attacked by the enemy and I have to learn not to, um, uh, react, but to respond, how respond in faith, not react in fear. So it's, and and I talked about, and I, I touched on the last episode, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest is love. It is the work of faith that is not dead, right? Um, so just laboring in love, I have to remain in the vine, okay? Every answer we need is Jesus. He is glorified as we abide in him and him in us because the Father is the vine dresser. We remain in him. It's, uh, salvation is ongoing, we have a personal relationship that's ongoing. And I know here I've allowed things in the cares of this life to come and try to steal those seeds that are in my heart. And um, I don't need to let that happen because I want it to um, take root and grow and bear much fruit. So um, I have to push myself and fight the good fight of faith and stay and remain in Jesus and do what he commands me to do, which is honestly the the biggest thing is to love right we we don't have we can do all these things but if we have no love we're nothing right and to have faith and this satisfies um this satisfies our lives and glorifies uh god glorifies jesus um he talks about if you keep my commandments um so jesus is comparing us to abiding in the vine and jesus abiding in the father but broadening the metaphor would not mean Jesus um, vine abiding in the vine dresser. It doesn't work like that. So we don't want to, it's not going to be, um, let's see here. The point is, this is what I'm trying to say. Okay, so the point is, and what it shows, is it introduces the vine dresser. Okay. So when, we're, when, when Jesus is talking about him being the vine and we abiding in the vine and him and us, right? There's got to be a vine dresser, right? So he's pointing to the father, okay? He's doing and saying what the father is saying and doing wants us to do. And so um, we got to remember that the father is the vine dresser. That through Jesus is to the father. He is the way the truth and the life and no one comes to the father except through Jesus, the vine, right? So, um, and the vine dresser is over everything. Every vine that does not bear fruit, the vine dresser takes it away. It does not bear, that does not bear fruit. The vine, um, vine dresser will prune so that it will bear more fruit. So going through pruning can be very hard and very painful. And I, <clears throat> believe I've recently went through that, went through some pruning. And also, um, when somebody who doesn't remain in the vine, um, and not bearing fruit, there is something that will take place if they don't bear fruit, which is to me very fearful because, and it's not a fearful, like a God, God wants, we don't fear God that way. We fear him in reverence, right? That if we don't go to him and stuff, you know, there is consequences because God's not mocked. Whatever a man sows, they reap, right? Whether it's good or bad. And um, it says in the word of God that he cuts it away 
He cuts away the lifeless and he cultivates the living. If you think of a rose bush, we cut away the lifeless parts of a rose bush, right? We cultivate the living parts so that it makes some beautiful roses or fruit or uh, tomato plants. Um, but it says in God's word that the vine dresser will destroy the dead, right? And he disciplines those that he loves. To the one who has more, it says in the word of God, um, will be given, right? More. And one that does not, even what he thinks he has, will be taken away. So that right there, that that shows us um, that in that verse 6, it, it shows us how important it is to bear fruit. The vine dresser is look, watching. He's tending to the vine. He's looking at the church. He's looking at God's people. Who's bearing fruit? Who's not? Right? And some the father is going to do it, which the, 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 the discipline, either discipline or even casting it into the fire, right? The branches into the fire that's dead or removing that. That's called judgment. And judgment always starts in the house of the Lord. Okay? God is not just a merciful God, but we have to remember he's also a just God, okay? He's, he's looking at those who are bearing fruit and who are not. Um, some of the judgment will take place while we're here on this earth, and some of it will happen in the day of judgment and we need in the end of age, and we need to recognize that. So I hope this helped. Um, I just want to say that um, I know for me, I don't want to be cast <laughs> in fire, right? I don't want to, I want to bear fruit. I don't want to just go through the emotions, be legalistic. I don't want to be a hypocrite. Um, you know, and there's a lot of reasons why people fall away. Um, lack of love, the actual, the very thing that God wants us to do, it lacks in some areas in the body of Christ, right? Because people are not remaining in the vine. They're not bearing that fruit. They're not, they're not allowing God to cut away those things and, or, you know, they're not being obedient. They're not doing his commands, right? They're not, um, having that relationship and, um, drawing from Jesus. So they're not bearing that love and people that are not saved, they come into the church and they want to get saved. Right. But then we wonder why they leave. It may be, they don't see the fruit. They don't see that love that needs to be there. Cause there are some churches that are that way. That there's not love. So it's very important that we bear fruit, okay? Jesus said, and I'm going to say this again, that you'll know his disciples by our love for one another. And everybody wants loved. We want to remain in God's love. That's what it's all about. God is love. And I really believe that a lot of people come in and they're, they're looking for that and they feel the rejection and or they're not. And I'm not saying this is, I'm not pointing out no particular church I've ever been, but it could be that, you know, one person is not accepted and they feel rejected and they leave because they can't offer what others can offer, right? Because if some people that don't bear fruit or they're only your friend because you wear nice clothes and you smell like they do and talk like they do and act like they do and have what they have, but another person comes in who may be an ex-drug addict and wants to be um, discipled and be raised up for Jesus and their motives are, I really want to bear fruit, right? Um, I want to be accepted in love and be a part of the body of Christ. 
but they don't look like that and they're kind of rejected or shunned, you know, they're overlooked. Oh, they don't smell like us. They don't look like us. Okay. The religious people did it in Jesus's day, but you've noticed when the 12 disciples walked and they went on, you know, they, they, they reached out to the leopards. They, they reached out to the hurting, the dying, the prostitute, the, the, the one caught in a, the act of adultery. And yes, we are to repent. Because even Jesus said to the woman caught in adultery, he said to her, um, does anybody condemn you? And no, well, neither do I. And the, but then he says, go and sin no more. Okay. Um, it's important that, that people do stop sinning and they're sanctified through and through and um, bearing good fruit. But and they're not condemned, but it's my whole point here is to bear fruit. We need to be bearing fruit, we need to be remaining in Jesus, glorifying Jesus. That's going to be the glory of God. Go deeper, deeper into Jesus, and do what is impossible. If you think it's impossible to love your enemies, do it. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you with that. Lord, shed, you shed your love abroad in my heart. Please help me to love this person that it's so hard to love right now. And you know, sometimes love is no. A lot of people think that's just, oh, you can just do whatever you want and just walk all over me. God doesn't want us walked all over. He wants us to love people. And sometimes it's not enabling maybe the drug addict or somebody who is uh, mistreating us or what have you. And sometimes loving ourselves, we got to love ourselves and stand up for ourselves, right? But... Um, finding out what love is. Love bears all things, hopes all things. It never fails. Pray for that person. Show love. Um, bear fruit. And see the miracles of God, the glory of God come about because of that. The beauty, the fruit. Okay? And people will be able to taste and see that the Lord is good. So I'm ending now. It's close to 30 minutes. And I hope it helps somebody maybe understand how important it is to bear fruit. And to glorify the Lord. Thank you. And I have um, hope that you have a blessed and wonderful day.